we might be good to go. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. One, two, back in the place to be. How are we doing? Let me look at those little wav forms popping up on my computer screen. They're all coming up nice and, uh, nice and crisp. I think they're looking pretty good. I think we have achieved new heights of audio fidelity Ooh. on the Slim, Ta Slim Tax podcast. <laughs> all we need to do is be able to speak and yeah. we're in. Yeah, all the boxes checked. That's it, all the gear, no idea. <laughs> But yeah, how you been? Uh, yeah, good man, thank you. How about Smashing. you? Uh, yeah, you know, it's a solid 6 out of 10. The peaks and troughs of modern life and mm. all that. But, yeah, you uh, can't really do much better than that at the moment. No, quite. Maintaining. Kicking about. anyone above a 7 I just don't trust. <laughs> yeah. Well, they know something well, I do don't. Do you know that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So yeah, excuse me, just uh, lubricating the old tonsils right there. Mm. Mm. Getting things moving. Mm. Uh... Crikey, so I mean, we were just talking just moments before about the the, the huge, epi I don't know why I'm laughing about this, the huge <laughs> epidemic that is spreading the world. I think it's a nervous laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I more just like, are we about to die laugh? It's like when uh, um, just after JFK was killed, the news reporter after it sort of had a big beaming smile on his face famously. And he was very quick to... Uh, to sort of apologise many years later. He said, oh, I was just nervous. And, and he really did have a big full-scale beam. Uh -huh. like, Good night, everyone. Like he knew like he knew something we didn't. <laughs> but uh, that's what it is, ladies and gents. It's Gallows Humour Week. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're here for on it. On the Slim Tax Podcast. And mm. indeed, the whole world, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we need to have a bit of humour at the moment. So but also, yeah. maybe, maybe our wits about us. Yes, quite. Well, uh what are you doing to prevent against the spread of the coronavirus? I've stopped licking people. You've stopped that's, licking. That's my people. main, my main objective. Have you? Uh, I mean, I'm quite a clean person anyway. I like to think so. You know, I got rid of the beard. That probably helped. That's true. That is, I've, I've still got mine, which is probably a, a real hive for germs. But then I've got my moustache still, so that's like, I'm not really helping myself. Well, that's true. That that is the the. The moustache is the chief droplet mm. catcher it really is. of the whole facial hair setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've you've not quite got a clean no. sheet there. But um, I've sort of tried to keep my hands a little cleaner, you know, degrease those mitts. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, my my, my answer was more of a joke, but yeah. <laughs> if you want serious details, then yes, I've been scrubbing myself. We could totter between the two all the way through it. Yeah, like 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 a comic relief. Uh, appeal. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you got Lenny Henry <laughs> yeah. doing something yeah, wacky yeah. with custard pies, and then suddenly you have it seriously, guys. And then, yeah, everything's Remember fucked. Remember, people are dying. That was very disarming as a child. I found that it was, I, it was um, a real lurch between extremes. It was, yeah. Like I'm yeah. not trying to knock the efforts of Comic Relief. I think it was wonderful. No, and, very good. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, it was confusing to my child mind. I yeah, I mean the, t the juxtaposition of those two things is not. You know, they say comedy and tragedy are fairly closely linked, but when you're moving from like when you're really swiftly a, li a little Britain sketch to mass starvation in Africa, it's kind of a weird transition. Yes, but well, for my young mind, I couldn't really handle the uh, the, the jarring narratives. No, fair enough. It was. Uh, how do you yeah. feel about the word narratives? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a word I've become quite accustomed to over the years. I quite like it. Some people are very offended by the word narrative. I think specifically the comedian Limmy is uh, right, is okay. not a fan of the word narrative. Right. I saw a video of him doing a live show and, and someone used the word narrative 
uh, in a question to him at the end, and, and he kicked off. Was like, "Fuck off! I'm not asking." <laughs> <laughs> What's his beef with it? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a. Is it just, just one, one of those, those things like that content journalists write? Like yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, well, this is where the narrative really lurches into another angle. But then, what do you want us to use instead of that? I'm saying us because I'm a journalist. So <laughs> Jesus Christ! I use narrative a lot because I don't really know what. I think it's just sort of just a sort of twatty way of speaking in his mind you know oh narrative fuck off yeah. have you ever seen a sketch where he's he's looking on Facebook and sees two people that he didn't know were, were friends and he goes oh they make strange bedfellows <laughs> and then just sort of carries on and goes hang on a minute what the fuck <laughs> strange bedfellows yeah that is a weird one <laughs> well that's it if you read enough like you know you're, you're a journalist you mm. must uh have alarm bells ringing for uh, for twatty. Oh, there are lots of phrases. cliches I avoid, but narrative is quite a hard one to replace. I mean, you don't want to go with story, yeah, because then it doesn't sound as believable. And then so narrative is, you know, and the di- dialogue is another one you can use, but that's only when there's two people, you know, that's yeah, use uh, conversational tone. But I would say narrative is something I said quite freely before Lemmy maybe insecure about its use. So to be fair, I think Lemmy could make us feel insecure about a lot of things. So we ended up. Listen to everything he said. We'd I imagine so. Sitting here in silence, cowering. Pete, Pete went and saw Pete Cannon went and saw Lemmy live in London. Right. Uh, do some sort of uh, book tour thing or something, and at mm. the end he went and got his book signed, and mm. and uh, and then as he left, he went, "Oh, cheers, mate. See you in a bit." And <laughs> Lemmy totally limited him. He went, "See you in a bit. We're going to see each other." Hi. <laughs> so he's, you know, I, I like to, I like this, to hear that he's completely hundred percent. In his conviction, you know, the same on the screen yeah. as he is just generally. Yeah. He's got some very good sketches that he does on his Twitch that are just him playing a really mundane computer game and just working a sketch into that, which is very Yeah, impressive. I think we spoke about this before. I don't know whether we... Sp- I think we spoke about it in the pub. Po- probably. Yeah, the yeah. pub yeah. of the podcast. I want the two to blend into <laughs> one, basically. Pubcast. Just at one, point, at one point, we'll never, ever be without little lapel mics. And just constantly stream. We could do a podcast from the bell before it closes. Oh, lapels in the bell. <laughs> is the bell closing? Well, it's changing hands, isn't it? And it's, you know, it's all going to be end of an era. For people wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about our favourite <coughs> pub in Bristol, the um, Bell, which mm. is a wonderful place to be. That is. is indeed a shame. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? Coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess... Those joys. I guess a little tangent there was it was a useful one. You know, it's good to diffuse it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, that's right. I'm off to. Um, I've got some stuff to promote. I'm off to France tomorrow, of yeah. all places. Uh, I'm going to the Alps, in fact, um, and I've got a gig on Friday with Pete Cannon at Lodge de Viage uh, in Marybelle. If anyone's out in the Alps, um, and and well enough, yeah, let us know how you're doing. Yeah, um, yeah but, but I, I was kind of on tender hooks a little bit, like what's going to happen. But it seems that. Little events in, in that area seems to be going on, business as usual. So uh, let's go skiing. Woo! Yeah, let's yeah. pretend nothing's happening. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it is pretty, pretty fucking crazy, really, if you think about it. There's never been. And an plus, event if you're like near this. the snow, everyone has a runny nose anyway. So yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like oh, we're all in this together now. So so that's fine because yeah. no one minds. Yeah, cause... yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. Well, you can't be hypersensitive <laughs> to it, can you? You can't be like, oh my god. Get away from me! Because, oh, exactly. You know, you just could have just been walking outside for ten minutes. Or no, so. no, no. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I would, wouldn't want to um, 
to play down the severity no, of no, the situation no, no, not at all. where That's people was... are, of course, dying mm. and it's horrific and spreading all over the place. However, I don't think there's much gained in me thinking about it all the time. No, of course not. Worrying too much. And it's leading to some great incidents. Like I was on the, um, there's some sort of race course where they've installed hand sanitizers. I don't know. Don't know it was why. It's Cheltenham races, isn't it? Cheltenham races, and but the ferry they used as a typical sort of Cheltenham lady with a nice hat on, putting hand sign hand sizer on onto her gloves. <laughs> so what? she had her riding gloves on, and she was just putting hand sanitizer <laughs> onto her gloves, which I don't know. Hand sanitizer does fuck all though. I know it, it does it because it's, like... it's antibacterial and this is antiviral. You need it's not. There yeah. are, there have been plenty of doctors on Twitter saying. For the last time, you do not need to buy a bottle of hand sanitizer for 30 quid off some guy on eBay because it does not do anything. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Soap is soap is fine. A vet told me that once. I used to know a vet who said, yeah, it just, it just moves the bacteria around a mm. bit. It doesn't really do fuck all. Mm. It's just a little thing for boots to sell little bottles and stuff. Well, no, I mean, it also, I mean, it does, it does kill bacteria or to an, well, to an extent, but the coronavirus is viral, so it's not, it's a different thing anyway. Well, knock me down with a feather. I yeah. learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, never mind. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can. And hopefully, there'll be some more more podcasts in the future, and we'll be able to get on with things. But in the mm. meantime, I'm off to France to do some gigs in the mountains mm. uh, with Pete Cannon, and you know, we'll put a brave face on it and, and just crack on. I'm going to be very brave. Yeah, that's what I'm brave saying. Brave little soldier. I know exactly, but. Um, yeah, bloody hell. What's, I guess what we're going to have to do is just look forward to things on the horizon. Mm. And, you know, in the style of Shaun of the Dead, wait in the Winchester for it all to blow up. Yeah, exactly. What are you looking forward to with that in mind? Um, a couple of things. Do you know Quelle Chris? Yeah. Out of Detroit. He's playing here next month. And I've never seen him live before, and he's one of my favourites. So he's going to be at the Fleece on like the 8th of April, I think. Sick. Um, and then the day after that is the High Focus 10th anniversary party. Oh, isn't that on a Sunday? <clears throat> Pitch is playing. I th- is it a Sunday? I think it might be, yeah. Well, it's, an, it's the 9th of April, I know that much. I'm yes, not it sure. is, yeah. It's the, it's the day after the um, Quello Chris gig. But yeah, that'll be a big, uh, nice. a big old bash. All right, then. Well, um, there are other things as well. I've forgotten them momentarily. Let's hope people are still leaving their homes. Oh, um, Jest is here with Pitch in like... 10 days or something I did know that no yeah. two weeks maybe ah maybe I'm getting confused with that him pitch and Confucius that's on a Sunday yeah that's that's what you're thinking of I think alright well that's like 24th of March or something like that I think there you have it ladies and gents we live in Bristol the place where hip hop is occurring it's happening very much so uh, until further notice what about you well, apart, apart from the uh, Swiss trip uh, off to the mountains um, uh, what am I looking forward to just a bit of sunshine I've got that I've hit that point of the the year where I've just had enough of being oh, lashed by winds. Yeah, it's really not. And, you fun. know, the wind, the, the cold nowadays gives me rosy red cheeks, mm. and I just feel like I, I, I'm like a an ice man that's just emerged from hibernation, mm. like that film with that guy in it. Is it Paulie Shaw? He was in it, but who else was in it? Brendan Fraser, <laughs> California out, man. You always put out obscure, yeah, which was. Which is called California Man of Air. In America, it was called Encino Man. But ah. we wouldn't have known what Encino was, apparently, so they changed the name of it. I still don't. Is Encino part of California? Yeah. Ah. And it was like, 
because I had an old um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic. You just, when I was obscure, a kid. you just accused me of pulling out the obscure <laughs> references and then you just drop that bombshell. I didn't know it because I had an old comic when I was a kid and on the back it had an advert for Encino Man coming out in cinemas. And then years later, I'm back to it thinking, I know that film. Thinking it was the long lost prequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what other films are there like that that cause confusion? I remember there was a film called Bad Neighbours in this country that was just called Neighbours in mm. America, but obviously we'd have been all far too excited about the prospect of a Harold and Madge two-hour epic. There was one that Blind Boy talked about. Was it called, like, Filofax or something? And it got changed to... Blind Boy s- Boat Club from the Rubber Bandits. Yeah, yeah. On his uh, podcast. On his podcast. I'm sure it was him who talked about it. Maybe with Brian Cross, the photographer. I can't remember the details. So, while I'm trying to remember that, I'll tell you my favourite, which is The Madness of King George. Oh, yeah. That was... Is it about King George III? Or fourth? Third? Shit. We're trying to take the piss out of dumb Americans, aren't we? And then not knowing... No, no, no. But I I mean, yeah, fair (laughs) enough. Okay. But, But the point was that that film is about... The fourth. It was the fourth. Yeah, it was about about George IV. Might be. But so originally the film was going to be called The Mans of King George IV, but when they did it on test audiences in America, apparently people complained that they hadn't seen the first three films and they wouldn't be able to follow the story. So they dropped the uh, the fourth. I think that's pretty reasonable, really, just as a as a business decision. I mean, I blame films like Beethoven Second, which which ran with that theme, <laughs> and now they've confused everyone for years to come. They probably came out pretty close. Oh, I don't know. I saw better than second cinema in the 90s. Wow. Mm. It wasn't as good as Woof, the TV show. No, of course not. That was Ace. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'd love to see an episode of that now. I mean, it might not have YouTube. aged well. Oh, no, I'm sure it hasn't. That's why I love to see it. And Johnny Briggs. I feel like, I mean, I'm not really up on kids' TV programs in this day and age, but I feel like they don't go for that live action, uh, light comedy vibe anymore. No, it's all really weird. I don't know, from what I've seen, there's like just quite surreal. Like the whole, um, was it Italian? And there was that guy who's obsessed with keeping fit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What? It's really annoying. It's like a kid's TV show. I think it was Italian origin. And it had this guy who was like obsessed with keeping fit. And he was like a superhero. Right. But okay. his, his special power was keeping fit. <laughs> but he was just really over the top. Oh, it's, I've, I've seen an episode before and it was quite. Um, it's a bit intense, is it? Yeah, very, it's hyper for the kids. very, very intense and I very feel, annoying. Like everyone was in it, was just. Oh. I feel like we might have been the first generation where there was proper hyper kids TV shows. Before mm. that, it was all Bill and Ben and stuff, mm. and quite peaceful and calming and bagpuss and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time it was the eighties, we were watching like He Man and Ghostbusters and stuff. And Chasing the Wheel Warriors. A million colours on the screen. I never watched that. I never ever saw that. But, yeah, you know, just a, a thousand colours and frames of mm, mm. Uh, the Thundercats intro, <clears throat> which is just one of the best animations ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. the intro. The rest of the cartoon, take it or leave yeah. it. But that intro holds up. It's amazing. Yeah. He-Man's got some moments in it still. I've seen a couple of He-Man's in recent years, especially Skeletor. He's a, a fountain of uh, comedy. I was the victim of, uh, of marketing recently when I was bored and thumbing through the titles on Netflix. Did you thumb through it? I don't know. Finger through it. Finger through it. Okay. I was fingering the Netflix <laughs> fingering on Netflix. my screen. And 
I came across a documentary on there. I can't remember what it's called. It's called Finding Grayskull or something. And it's about... Uh, <laughs> it, it's about the origins of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and how it came about. And so I thought, oh, I'll have a, bit of, I'll have a piece of this. And I, I did about half an hour. And I just thought, this is really fucking dull. Oh, really? It's just spoiling. Well, <clears throat> it's all right. It's just... It's just obviously it's about a bunch of people making the uh, um, who started He-Man and then made the toys and everything mm. and then the cartoon, but it's not a particularly exciting story. It's literally just people going, "Ah, oh, so Conan came out, and so we wanted to make a kids' version of that." Um, we, we, the fact I think they bought the rights that Mattel bought the rights to uh, Conan, not knowing what it was, <laughs> and then found out after they'd done that that it was. Uh, an like adult a, rated R film yeah and so they had, then they went okay back to the charged. drawing board and then like switched it around yeah I mean it's still pretty He-Man they're all pretty buff and naked aren't they oh yeah 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 I think He-Man's become more of a gay icon over the years I suppose so hey, yeah it's, it's very sort of you know Adam's a, a very gentle fellow mm. and um, and then He-Man of course is a, a strapping <laughs> beast of a man yeah um, but the one little detail that did uh, pique my interest was the fact that the Mattel, before He-Man, they had a line of toys called Slim Jim, which was kind of like an action for an action man, right. but like just in the gym and on safari and shit like that. Uh, it was pretty dull. Uh, but basically, they they'd run out of the molding costs um, budget mm. for making He-Man figures, and they hadn't got him like a horse or anything. He did not have a steed yet. So they just went into Slim Jim and found that there was one particular Slim Jim character, which was, it might have been a safari one, and he had a cat next to him. He had this big sort of like tiger or something. And obviously Slim Jim is like the size of an action man. Mm. And then the, the cat was got proportionate to him. But they just used that mold and put He-Man on it. That's why he's got a big fucking cat. <laughs> which cat. Is, it's simultaneously yeah. great, but really also, crap as well. Yeah, it's like, it's like one of the best. <laughs> you find out, like, just oh. the huge height, the height of your interest as a child was just something that some cynical guys just went, ah, oh, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah, we've run out, out money. of money. Just do that. <laughs> that's fine. Um, that's also something I can relate to as well, so it's quite it's Yeah, quite nice. I suppose so. Well, that, that, that is interesting that, you know, even at that level, and as a kid, you wouldn't suspect that anything could be that slap. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, they just. They just smashed it together. I like, and like the, the, oh, the what's it called the um, the Castle Grayskull thing as well. Mm. Um, that you know, it's just got like a bit of paint just sort of squirted on it. It was yeah. the bloke in. <laughs> they'd made it and got it. Doesn't look very good because you can't make it out of two colours. Mm. So we don't have the budget for that. <laughs> so they just had someone there spraying with any. So every single Castle Grayskull is a bespoke piece of art. Oh, they're completely different each one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, completely oh, yeah, different. There's yeah, some yeah. guys there standing there all day going three dots, and you know, I'm sure at some point he would have got a little bit creative, surely. Uh-huh. But there you go. Now you I don't like have to that. watch that documentary. I've saved you a bit of time. What's it called? Finding Grayskull. Do you know that's a play on the um, the J.M. Barry film? I think Finding Neverland. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it is called that at all. I think I've confused <laughs> the two. <laughs> I just thought it'd be an ultimate piss take if they just kids got touched by Skeletor. <laughs> Too much. Ah, that's that's right. But yeah, uh, I wanted to have a little throwback to um, the last time we um, spoke, which was a couple of weeks ago now. Mm. Uh, and I wanted to talk about the 
Eminem uh, challenge that he did. <laughs> right. Because at the time when we were talking last time, and keen-eared listeners will remember that we were discussing it a little bit. Uh, Godzilla challenge. Yeah, the cool. Godzilla challenge. I didn't realise from when because you were telling me about it. I didn't realise it was actually Eminem his own personal challenge. I thought you were telling me that he was entering a challenge. Oh, right, right. I okay. thought that was amazing. Oh, yeah, thought, sorry. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that either, you to know, be fair. That would have been simultaneously amazing and complete dickhead <laughs> behaviour if he just entered a talent contest online. Imagine if he could do that. Just Like, Eminem just joined America's Got Talent. You like, hear those stories about, like, Charlie Chaplin famously entered lookalike competitions and lost. Mm. <laughs> to other people... <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Well, I mean, this is it. It's kind of burst my bubble a bit when I found out that it was actually Eminem's challenge. Well, I like I like nothing and not to give you false hope. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just build you up and then knock you down. But what it did, it got me thinking that, you know, as much as we might sneer at him doing a little teapot dance while rapping rapidly about being a vanilla gorilla <laughs> and such like... Vanilla. Um, is that what he says from the look? I don't know. Nah, something like that. He could be. He wouldn't be able to hear it. Um, but he... So, I mean, I wonder if this is how things are moving. Obviously, you got that big Lil Nas X song, uh, which was which came from uh, TikTok, didn't it? Mm. This challenge thing seems very much like a TikTok-y type thing. It's on, but it's on that other thing. It's that on other, that other... Right, or Twitch or something. No, it's called um, Gorilla. Right, Gr- I think. Gorilla. Gorilla, as in G R I L L E R. I think. Does he like say that, that in the, in <laughs> Probably. the rap? Probably. Gorilla, gorilla on gorilla. Gorilla, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, yeah. They could be. Do you think eventually there won't be rap songs anymore? They'll just be little gorilla challenges and like minute. I mean. Oh, everything. Yeah. Because you I see mean, like news reports getting TikToks and stuff now. So what you what? doing no but you've seen like there's there's reports that I follow who are like oh we're on TikTok now like the news really? I'm thinking that's weird oh wow that's like Facebook when your mum turns up yeah and starts liking yeah. things yeah sorry mum I don't have a problem with that if you're listening <laughs> you keep going fill your boots mm. um but yeah like it's I wonder if you think of like in the 90s every rap tune had three verses pretty much mm. and then people's attention span just sort of got clipped a little bit and then suddenly it was two verses which I'm fine with that's great yeah 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 but do you think eventually it'll just be like one minute Instagram thing you know how the how the format dictates how art works very much because the way even with myself who you know I used to be quite a geek when it came to listening to albums and getting stuck into them and not listening to anything else Mm. for weeks and now I'm like, if I'm not enticed within a couple of tracks, I'll skip it until I find something I do like. And if I'm listening to a track that I don't like, I'll skip it without giving it, without letting it play out or something. So it's changed my whole, the way I consume music, so for everyone else. Well, TikTok has. No, 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 just just, just the way the oh. way music's being made. But with the arrival of things like that and the way the music's being consumed, I can see what you're saying becoming a, a reality. Yeah. I mean, I suppose what I always find alarming is like if you make an album and put it out there independently without a huge budget for marketing or whatever, or maybe even if you do, it's it gets less. Um, people don't pick up on it as quickly 
and readily as they would just some sort of wise crack or mm. some little clip, you know, some attention grabbing piece of content. Um, even this podcast, like <laughs> people are like, oh yeah, you got a podcast? That's great. Mm. They'll buzz off that more than if you go, look, I've I put it on it. Maybe, maybe I'm just uh, talking about my own music. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe this is a very I, personal <laughs> anecdote here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just a, a lesson that I can <laughs> yeah, learn from this. Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, even like you, you see like big artists and things, it's, it's almost as important to have that bit of buffoonery. But then why not? You know, what was a video? What was a music video? I'm sure that as soon as music videos came out in the 80s, um, a lot of purists would have been going, what the hell is this nonsense detracting from what the music is? And then the album was only as long as an album because it fit on the two sides of an LP. So, I don't know the point I'm trying to make. I'm just uh, just thinking out loud here. Just a series of brain farts. But, no, but um, it's interesting the way it's changed over the years and it has become... Because it's everything so much more accessible and disposable. Mm. And that's for everything. So it's like the way news is consumed, the way everything's consumed. So it's like it's brought down our attention spans. And, I don't know. And like... With rappers in particular, I see like a growing thing of, of TV shows and, and people having. Obviously, like the music industry is pretty fucked. Mm. You've got to have that extra angle if you're trying to do it as your career. So, more and more, you've got people having TV shows. I suppose Meth and Red had a TV show back in the day, didn't they? Or they, there was some weird. I don't think it was a huge success, but I'm sure they did something. But nowadays, Lil, Lil Dicky's got his TV show out. Oh, God. Not a fan? No. Interesting. Um, I am to an extent. I, 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 I regard it as as comedy. Mm. You know, I think he's I think he's definitely put words together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrap his ass off. I don't know if I necessarily want to sit and digest his music mm. like a piece of music, but I do enjoy the the comedy element of it. And the other guy on the show, I haven't seen it yet, but um, Andrew Santino. Comedian, right. he's pretty good, and he's uh, he's a big part of it as well. So I'm quite interested to see what that's like. Yeah, I mean, I might try that out. His music yeah. hasn't ever grabbed me. Maybe, uh, yeah, he just he just needed a different format, mm-hmm. a different mm-hmm. dicky format. Yeah, he's kind of a. It'd be like if someone like Seth Rogen could just wrap his ass off, mm. and yeah, it doesn't necessarily interest you. Yeah, yeah, but. You can't take it from him. That, yeah, fair play to him. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. Does. Yeah. Oh, what was the line I heard on a verse he did it earlier? For fuck's sake! No, it's gone. I'm taking too long. Anyway, so yeah, TV shows, TikTok, and all that. So everything's just moving into that. So what we should really do is just um, sack this off and just take a series of selfies. Mm. Just. Replace our podcast with a, a boomerang slideshow. 60 one-minute Instagram videos. Yeah. Just release them incrementally along the, along the week. That's not a terrible idea. I remember as soon as we f- first started um, doing this podcast, uh, which is still in its infancy, of course. We're only like about four episodes deep. But as soon as I put one up, uh, and when we released it someone was like well come on let's have the camera on let's see you and I guess it's true you know people oh, yeah, want yeah. to watch something don't they they, want, they don't want to I like to listen to podcasts when I'm doing something and just getting about and focusing on something else mm. but actually if I I wouldn't just sit down and listen to it while not doing anything else you know I, I, I'm too um, what's the word I'm too uh, 
just trained to uh, I'm too much in the habit of being involved with the audiovisual aspect right, so, yeah. as well as the audio <clears> the visual <throat> as well so mm-hmm. I, I can't just focus on the audio and just sit and listen like people sit and listen to music um, yeah I mean I can do that if I'm actively involved in it and trying to write or something but it's almost like a meditative level mm. of concentration. Yeah, I can do it with some, like Blind Boy. I, I, will, I will sit and listen to you quite a lot, mm. but then I find his voice very soothing anyway. So you like to uh, do that, it well. Uh, that little limerick lilt. That's very true. Yeah. He's, he's got a gentle way about. <clears throat> yeah, maybe like a hot bath, some candles on. Well, that's what I mean. That's what is that the podcast hugger? Whatever it is. Yeah. Well, he has, yeah, he's very concerned about his audio fidelity and mm. uh, anything, everything's right. And so are we, Tim. Yes. So are yeah, we. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always have been. Let me just check to see if it's still recording and working well. Looking at those WAVs, I think it's going well. Yeah, hey. it's actually. Um, it's, a, it's a bonus. Well, what the... Um, oh, fuck's sake. I was going to say something. Well, yeah, I think what I was trying to say, the point that I was uh, edging towards, was mm. that in recent years, my attention span has definitely turned to shit. Yeah. Like, I really feel it. Um... Even just writing lyrics and things, just I swear I used to do something every single day, or at least if I sat down and wrote something, I'd be like, no, I need to get a 16 out. I'm not stopping until I do that, and that's gradually not the case really. But then I'll start being paranoid about that and considering right, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. so then that'll like guilt me. I'll guilt myself back into writing more. So yeah. I'll get it done eventually, but. It is strange how behavioural patterns are changing on a daily basis. Yeah. But if, if music suddenly... Like, I'm just thinking if, if that's the sort of way music formats are going and everything's condensed into this little minute and then maybe you click if you want to see more. But you don't see seven-minute epics or things. Maybe Kendrick Lamar will come out with something like that. Uh, but generally... Songs are getting shorter and shorter. Songs getting shorter and shorter. Albums are getting shorter and shorter. Everything is just becoming. Mm. Yeah. Very, just because it's a constant well of information and so many different things competing with your attention. But then, one of my favourite albums recently. <clears throat> do you know Milo? Uh, no. Rapper from LA, I think. Um, open Mike Eagle sort of. Yeah, school I know of rap. Mike. Eagle, uh, he's called Rap Ferreira now. Right. Um, changed his name. Yeah, he changed his name quite a lot actually. But he's um, just released an album called Purple Moonlight Pages, which is a really beautiful piece of work. He's a lot more involved on the poetic side of rap, so he's a lot of spoken word, mm-hmm. and just his delivery is very poetic. And he's released an album, I think it's something like an hour and 10 minutes, 18 tracks. And it's just really nice to have something that's substantial. And I listened to it front to back with no skips. First time I put it on, and it was that enticing. So there is still, I still have it in me to be absorbed. I'll tell you what I listened to today. I listened to um, Tom Caruana's Magical Mystery Chambers, the Wu Tang oh, yeah, yeah. Beatles mashup, mm. and that's about an hour and twenty minutes. Mm. And I felt like he just put it together so well that everything oh, makes, he's a master that, sustains man. your attention so much. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Well, his last one, Inner Space, which had like, it was using, um, I think it was called Inner Space. It was using instrumentals from the, like a kraut rock group called uh, Can. Right. So, you, yeah, yeah, really niche, you know, Can. They're like yeah. a 70s, yeah, 
prog rock, kraut rock sort of wave. Um, and then matched with acapellas from, I think, I think it had some like 60 tracks on there, or maybe 50. But acapellas from Billy Woods, Credit Chris, um, Edan, oh, like everything. And he got some exclusives as well. So he's he's a, he's just a master of making those sort of. Well, you've exposed me here for not checking out one of my good friend's music releases. So, sorry, Tom, if you're listening. I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. I'm going to be bumping that in the Alps if he's, I make it there. He's busy building a studio. He's building yes, a studio in his, in I have his seen that. Shout out to Tom Caruana. Always. He is building the, building the ultimate shed in the back garden. Mm-hmm. All man types cave. of good stuff. Yeah. Uh. God damn, I can only dream. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we do all right. The, right. Uh, the Slim Tax podcast is on the up. We've got yeah. a little corner of a room. We've got a mic each. Exactly. We've got a mic each. What <laughs> more do you want? Just moving forward. Shout out to the guy on Facebook who said that at one point when we we'd made a couple of podcasts. And he was like, yeah, was, well done, guys. Nice to listen to your chat, but can you just get two mics? Yeah. And I mean, I might have a certain Millhouse look to me. Uh, that's more like his dad nowadays, I suppose. <laughs> but... Uh, you know that's where the geekery stops. You know I don't have the uh, the skills that go with it. Unfortunately, mm. I'm always last to sort out the uh, the technical wizardry. Oh mate, same. I just yeah, I'm a luddite at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's because I started when I first started making music and recording things. I had an old four track. It was about 1995. And it was just hissy as fuck, dusty piece of equipment. It was just buttons and things. Yeah, yeah. So I get, but then even then, you know. I could, that's not really an excuse. That's the sort of thing that, you know, Pete Cannon uses all his Ataris and Amigas and all that and big, big pieces of hardware and all mm-hmm. that. It's not like I got heavily into that or anything. I just went, fuck this, I'm going to be the MC. I'll just do the words. Yeah. Let's do the beats. <laughs> I'll turn up and do it. That'd be a good idea. And look where it's got me. I don't know though. It did feel like I was a lot more on top of things techno- technologically when I was a kid. Like I felt more like, yeah, like, you know, I was the one showing my dad has to do stuff and blah, 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 right. you know, and now I'm just like, if I don't understand something, I'm just like, right, back away. Really? <laughs> walk, walk away, get someone else to do it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not very, I don't know. You don't feel like I've got to conquer this, I've got to work it out. No, with, it. no, with other things I do, but when it comes to technology, I'm not, I'm just not very, yeah. Well. Confident, I guess. We better fix up. It's a technologically advancing world. No, I'm going to regress the other way. We're going to be like your nan trying to work the VCR in 1984. No, but that's what I mean. That's how I feel sometimes when, yeah, I try and do something. Follow, even following instructions, I'm like, that doesn't work. Oh, that's that's the most demoralising thing, isn't it? When you're just like, you, you set out to do it and you're just mm. come on, I can do this. Oh, I'm still a smart guy. Yeah. I've still got something going on. That's how on. it makes you feel. And then I've done so, then I'll just avoid it totally. And then you're just broken by life. Yeah. comes crashing down around you. Relics. What was the last thing I did that with? Oh, just trying to install a program. Uh, Just, okay, I'll come clean. I was trying to uh, download a torrent and illegally install a music program on my laptop. Okay, I put my hands up, I admit it. And I just, it just defeated me. It was beyond Mm. me. I was just, uh, you know, a few years ago, I was capable of it. And Mm. now it's like, have you got this shit? Have you got that? Oh, you're just about to wipe your hard drive. So um, why do they make it so hard to illegally take I know, people's cars? Oh, so no, don't do it, kids. No, don't do it. Especially not if you're 35 plus. Yeah. Because you've had it. Yeah, had it's it. not worth it, mate. I remember a few years ago, uh, a group I was with had to send a press pack to someone who was potentially going to book us for a festival. And we sent them 
a load of stuff with a with a with a you send it you send it or something like that or send space um, you know a file link yeah and they just clicked the we didn't have like a, a paid for version of it you know we just had the one with the big clickbait advert on it and they just complained to us they went well I, I got the link that you sent but you've just downloaded a virus onto my computer like, you fucking idiot how how do you not know that who doesn't know that so but then if you don't know you don't know I think he was a, an older gentleman um, it wasn't aware of such things but it was weird to encounter that in the yeah, yeah, industry yeah. that someone wouldn't know not to <laughs> click on the big thing that says click here on certain space um, but yeah what are you going to do if you don't know you don't no, know exactly and yeah. I, this is the thing I can feel myself slipping into that space where I don't know no but that's what I mean there's there's still things I'm fairly on board with but there's a lot of stuff that's just gone slipped me by now and I'm just like yeah I thought I was doing alright I mean maybe it's because I used to work with like use computers in my work and stuff and obviously I haven't done an office job for a while things like that but well what can know. we do maybe we should enroll on some sort of uh, some sort of course government funded silver surfers course I saw my good pal Cosign do you know Cosign? I've never met him Darren no I've never met him but we've yeah I've obviously known oh, our interactions good, he's a good fellow no, he's, yeah, he's, so he's, a, like he's a sleeping giant as well in mm. terms of the rapping um, and baking. Yeah, and baking. Well, I think everyone, <laughs> I think people that know him know that his baking skills are off the chart. But um, yeah, he's fucking awesome. But what was he saying? Oh, yeah, he just made a comment today that I saw on Twitter. He was saying that um, nowadays looking at, he can't oh, even make a. I saw it, yeah, about beat making videos. Yeah, he can't, he, he feels intimidated making a beat making video nowadays because every sort of 19 year old looks like they live in a genius bar <laughs> or an IKEA showroom. <laughs> And they're playing fifty thousand different instruments, and yeah, I suppose that is how it goes, isn't it? When yeah. you you could be, you know, he's being very modest there. He's still banging out. Great oh no, he's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I get what he means. You know, you kind of when you're in your teens and you're getting good at something, and you're, in your mind you're getting cocky and you're being creative and you're out there and then a few years slip by and then you, the next generation comes through and you're like oh fuck you, you were watching all that when you were 12 yeah, yeah, yeah. and now you've just evolved yeah and you're and better how quickly the evolution <laughs> just uh, you can't sit on your laurels you no, no, just no. Keep it going. Yeah. or you just make your whole artistic style revolve around the point that you're getting older and more of a Luddite and you just accept things you, you just act like the He-Man creators just getting them at the slim gym. You just do have a that old dude attitude. Also, yeah, I, I, th I think he could. I think he could flip the script on that and do a, like a proper like gritty, grimy beat making video, which people yeah. would appreciate. Like if he had like. You know. See, actually, yeah, I, I don't want to see all those. No, I don't want to see because I can't relate to that at all. No. So I prefer to see someone more. I want to hear Real. some buttons being clicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear some unearthed, unearthed buzzing wires and yeah. things. I want, to, I want to smell the dust. Yeah. yeah. Smell the dust. <laughs> there we are. We've got a name for it. <laughs> That's the point. Cosine, can you please make a series of grimy beat videos called Smell the Dust? Yeah. That's my request. <clears throat> um, fucking hell, I was going to say something else. Um, I might have got it written down somewhere. Um... Yeah, what we, we, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, um, it was another throwback to uh, our previous episode, mm. and it was um, it was about Homeboy Sandman, 
who we were talking about. Oh, very nice segue here because he released his album Dusty, hey. which I'm a big fan of. And uh, I came upon a review of it online. And I won't say where it was because I don't really want to draw attention to it. But I read the review and I didn't really feel... Well, I didn't agree with it for a start, which is fine, you know. It's an opinion piece. It wasn't my piece. No, no, wine, no, no. Was it? <laughs> it was. I was about to say, yeah, I would like to point out to listeners I reviewed it in the wire last month. So <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. Um, situation. But the, the, well, what, the review of it just kind of... I felt like it kind of missed the point. Well, the point of it that it was making was that it's very sort of irreverent and uh, blasé about subject matter. It's, it's not really taking on any big weighty issues, which I was probably quite inarticulately making that point on the last podcast. But, you know, I feel like there is room for hip-hop that isn't about something. Oh. Or, you know, I want that fun just going off and just rapping for rapping's sake. Sorry, there's a track on that Rap For Air album when I was talking about Purple Moonlight Pages mm. which is called Laundry and it's just about doing his laundry and it's one of the best tracks on the album. I love that. Whimsical, irreverent, just, yeah, just a nice step away like Aesop Rock's so good at doing. But What's yeah, his name? Uh, Buck65 a few years ago did an album called Laundromat Boogie. Yeah, there you go. And the whole thing was all like about... A concept album in a, yeah, in a yeah. track, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. that every single track, like, the first track was just a kind of 80s style diss track mm. just rapping but everything was style stay fresh because I just did my laundry and then he had a song about oh he had a great song on there about sitting in the laundromat as Canadians and Americans <laughs> will have it um, and, and just looking at and reading books reading different books and then uh, and then seeing what another girl is reading and just yeah, yeah, yeah. through a whole list of you know just nice, nice little inventive things. So that's kind of like, that's you know, that, that's a similar bracket, to, I think. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. To, you know, because I think he's still very inventive, um, Boy Sam, um, with the way that the things that he chooses to rap about. And I think he's his creativity. He's he's trying to come at things in a different way. Like, it never sounds like someone else's tune or whatever. So I felt like the point being, the review kind of made the criticism that he's very good at rapping. For rapping's sake, but what's the point if he's not talking about anything? And I just thought, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Like, it really offended me, to be honest. Like, because that sort of rapping means a lot to me. Like, oh, yeah. Some, if I've got something on my mind that's pissing me off, and I put music on like that, then it's it's escapism. It takes me out of that moment. Yeah. You know, like you you don't. Why does that charge get leveled at hip hop? Exactly. You don't talk about that like about bossing over or exactly, something. Exactly. Why is there that rule and that stigma? So yeah, you know, I, I think it's because because they're not singing. Do you think that's it? Because that's not like people see rapping as just like a more advanced version of talking. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to work out the angle of why. I mean, I, I suppose it's got there. the baggage of always being compared to. If you think of like the height of hip hop. The, you know the the high points if you're thinking like when, when things really took the world's attention so if you're looking at the 80s you're looking at nwa uh, public, public enemy, enemy yeah and this is like you know fight the power fuck the police massive political statements mm. uh then you you know you, you go through to even modern day if you think of, of greats from from nowadays like kendrick and j cole you know mm. they're 
incredibly agendered, shall we say? You know, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. a point to make. It's dense poetry. You know, Kendrick's out here getting Pulitzer awards and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's amazing. And I wouldn't want to take anything yeah, from that at all. Doesn't but need to all be like that. Exactly. Like, I like Big Daddy Kane and Chuck D, and I like Bismarcky. You know? Exactly. That's why. And that's how it's always been. That's what so many people, mm. when they're retrospectively look at things, and they forget that, like the whole thing about the calls from old heads now to there's no real hip hop being made anymore, and hip hop needs to go back to how it was before. But that happens every period in hip-hop there's always mm. been those people claiming like I was listening to Lyricist Lounge yesterday for the first time in ages and the first track is called Bring Hip-Hop Back and it's about how hip-hop's been taken over by the Jiggy era and blah 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 yeah. that's, that's always been a complaint <laughs> but it's always survived it's always persevered and you know it's ridiculous to think that it needs to all sound the same or all be following one one route yeah that's a good point I suppose there's always going to be a purist that goes this is the rules yeah why are you deviating and, and you do need you do need someone some sort of gatekeeper to make sure the core of a culture is maintained but you don't need to be so rigid in your yeah you don't have in to your policing about. of like how it's how it's mm. how it's created it's, I mean I suppose you know why am I getting upset about it it's just someone's opinion they listened to it and it wasn't for them but I don't know I think when you've got like a review like that it can influence people I mean mm-hmm. Where do you, I suppose the wider question is, uh, what merit do you apply to a review in this day and age when music is so accessible and people don't have to wait around to hear something, they can just find it straight away? What is the purpose or reason of of a review in this day and age? I struggle to answer that question myself as well, man, and that's come from someone who who writes them. so I mean, there are a lot of people who still read them, obviously, and there's a lot of people who still use them for for reference points. But I don't know. For me personally, you can just go and check music out. It's not like you have to read the review before you invest money in it. You can just go and test it out on whatever platform you want. I suppose it works. I mean, I like to uh, if I watch a film or if I listen to an album and it's really caught my attention. I do like to just see what the conversation around it is. Mm. That's another one of those things like narratives, isn't it? Mm. What's the conversation surrounding this? <laughs> but, so I guess, and especially like, if you can find um, a piece of writing about something that can articulate something better than you can, then A, you can enjoy that for what it is, mm. and B, you can pass it off as your own thoughts on your podcast, uh, potentially. Um, but, uh, I mean, with this particular, with a negative review, I suppose, is my um, is my real bone of contention. It's like, what is the purpose of a negative review in this day and age? For me, like, I just feel like if you don't like it, move on to the next. Exactly, and that's the thing. My so my blog has always just been a place where I post mm. music that I love. Yeah, you celebrate music. You're yeah, passionate about exactly. It. And so that's why when I started doing bits for other people and having to write actual critical reviews it was quite weird for me to transition to that because I was then mm. critiquing music because my whole attitude to negative reviews before that was like that's just my opinion mm. and I don't want to put someone off finding out that they've loved this album because they read my review and think oh that's not worth listening to because I've had that plenty of times in the past with films or albums or whatever we read yeah. a review and it's your own experience has been completely at odds with what the reviewer said so 
but I never want to be in a position where I'm putting people off. But also, it's my job. So if they want, yeah. if they want, if they want honest, critical reviews, and I don't like an album, then that's what I'm going to write down. But I think that it has a very different function nowadays. In that, if I think back to 25 years ago or something, I'd be buying Hip Hop Connection, maybe The Source sometimes as well, mm. and I, you know, I. You'd, you'd have limited limited access to music. That's, you'd be yeah, trying to save up saying, money. Yeah. And like, if you're going to buy something, you've really got to invest in it. Exactly. You sit with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't like it at first, you're going to be listening to it. So you want an informed opinion that's mm. going to help you not buy something that's crap. So, you know, you're going to look at Hip Hop Connection. You're going to get the one that's like... I've <coughs> got the higher rating, excuse me. Mm. Um, but if, um, you know, retrospectively, I've, there's, there were old albums and things that got like two out of five and things that I just sidelined didn't go anywhere near and I've discovered them in later life and gone this is fucking brilliant what are you talking about exactly or maybe I just appreciate it in a different way than I would have back then but I've even heard of journalists from that time just saying yeah I didn't really get it so I uh, um, I gave it a shit mark and well, of course like, there would people who were in their 20s now and then they're f- mm. in their 20s then in their 40s now writing about albums that they've, they've grown up with and have matured listening to and it's like a completely different sound I did it I remember when I was at uni in early 2000s I wrote for my university magazine and I definitely did some hip hop reviews in it and I think I said a, ludic- a ludicrous song was shit mm. and that it's not as good as insert UK rapper's name mm-hmm. here you know it's like idiot yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> was, it's, it's, an, it's it a misinformed yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, exactly it was a mis- so I suppose that's another thing who is doing the reviewing exactly it, because if you're if you haven't got the that's why people like Dart Adams on Twitter are so important mm. because he's a very fastidious critic and he'll he'll nitpick the tiniest of points but that's impo- important for someone he's a historian mm. you need someone like that who knows exactly what happened when you've got to have credentials uh, yeah exactly and he knows ex- like it's like encyclopedic knowledge of, of hip hop and he's in his 40s, he's been through it all, he's you know, been around for long enough to have the necessary tools in his mind to be able to critique things properly, yeah. I think. Whereas if you've got someone who, and this isn't, I'm sorry to, anyone who might be offended by this, but if you're 20 and you're reviewing albums without that knowledge of hip-hop's history, I don't know, it's kind of hard to, to give it the full-bodied review without having all those reference points culturally yeah I mean you, you could be an anomaly and you could be really up on it and you could know what you're talking about oh no about, exactly and, but... I, and yeah and I don't want to sound like one of those old heads because that's what I despise and I know plenty about music in the 60s even though I wasn't around then yeah. because I've read books and whatever so I'm not saying it's always that but I think an older critic is going to have a more informed opinion of well a different emotional development <clears throat> as well you know further down the line yeah 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 and a different way to appraise it, I guess. But then they might not connect with something young. Exactly, that exactly. You don't yeah, get, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But then I suppose the point I was making before was it has a different function now. And um, I guess, for example, the uh, so as I was saying, you know, I, I think of something like a review uh, by a particular author, or whatever. I enjoy if I enjoy someone's writing. So if you're posting things, then I'll, I'll check it out because it's you writing about mm. it it's not because I need to yeah. find out uh, about the album yeah, yeah, so yeah. and so um, and then also 
as I said before, you know, I'll retrospectively check out some reviews of something, or I'll, you know, I'll watch a film and I'll read a, a review of the film just to see what they thought about it. And sometimes it's at odds with what I think about it, mm. and um, so I guess it's more to sort of you, you you do the. I think it's important to do the thinking first, really. That probably is a bit better state of play, really, you know, because if you go into it, if you've read reviews before. And then you listen to something. I think I definitely did that as a teenager. There'd be certain like, albums that I'd read was not cool. This yeah. isn't a good album. Yeah. And then like, uh, I remember the, the hand, hand of the dead body, Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scarface and Ice Cube, and I found out much later, Devin the Dude on the hook. Oh, is it? It's a very, very early Devin the Dude. Yeah, he's not even credited on it. You know. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh. And then it had a jungle mix on the B side of the vinyl, and I remember reading a review of it, and it was in Hip Hop Connection. It said, "This is awful. This is a terrible record." And there's a there's a jungle mix on the B side as well, which is sacrilege. You don't do that sort of thing, which is a crazy thing to think about now. But yeah, there was yeah. this kind of weird snobbery. Yeah, yeah. Between like, oh, they must have shit themselves when Adam mix. F came out a few weeks later. <laughs> yeah, it's probably well, they probably all got on board. You know, it's the same people, but then suddenly it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, and then I, I got that record and I loved it. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm. But like, it's so funny how like something like that can really just influence you. So I wonder, I wonder how like a teenager now feels about something like that, or even if a review is even on their radar. I wonder if they even slightly give a shit about a Pitchfork review or a Wired review or something, or if it is only old heads who will be interested in that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I'll tell you what, how does all this affect like academia? So we've talked about what we've been talking about today, like how traditional ways of reviewing things and having a conversation about a piece of art uh, has changed. And then we've also talked about uh, how modern digital media has shortened attention spans and changed the format of people receiving art. I wonder how that affects, you know, just studying and, mm. uh, you know, is are the same changes existing in that? Like, would you still have to just knuckle down and read the books? Or would you just get a chip in your brain now and just look at YouTube all day? I don't know, but I remember a few years ago, there was a big thing about those, was it bite signs? Oh, yeah. And so that, that was, I mean, that was the sort of early days of this wasn't it because mm. that would have been around the same sort of time when the internet was on the rise and was it was it GCSE bite size was that like a BBC like, thing for yeah it was like a, just small chunks of information about topics that they could just watch in five minute verse and well I mean I'm saying this you know I'm playing devil's advocate here because I mean I oh, I take in a lot of stuff now you know mm. I don't sit down with a textbook I'll find things out on podcasts or whatever and it tends to go in a lot better if you get a little snap if you want to read up on something after that which yeah I definitely do all the time uh, then maybe you'll go and uh, do some proper research and uh, get your fingers messy yeah wait why am I saying we still we can bring it to a finger in it's not good that's true in this day and age of uh, do you think in, in heightened concerns about germs 
textbooks are just going to be filthy. Because remember when you just got like the old trickle or French I'm glad you went down the textbook route. I don't know where you were going with those. <laughs> like when you were at school and you just got the skanky French book or something that's been passed around for 10 years. Oh yeah, with like penises drawn all the French people's heads. Yeah. From, like, and it's like who... the whole rim of it is just dark <laughs> with just grubby finger matter. Like trickle or... Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That was the one. And yeah, it was like... Old school, like trickle or... <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, fucking hell. How are we doing here? We've been waffling on for quite we some have time. Been, we have been talking. It's been a good... It's a special. It's a, it's an isolation special. <laughs> Maybe this will be it as well. Like, um, eventually, if we can't ever leave the house anymore, it will just be... <laughs> sort of every live show will just be from someone's bedroom or whatever. <laughs> and everyone will just be at home watching. You just have to pay a subscription. You pay you pay your dorky. It'll be, it'll be virtual pub <laughs> on the internet. Wait, I put that a bit too close. Um, yeah, I don't know. These are all ideas. We could we could make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Fucking. And what about the? Have you? What's your preferred way of greeting people in the street nowadays? Because I don't know if you've seen. Again, it. I've stopped licking them. Oh, you stopped licking them. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about like? Have you seen the Wu handshake? No. So in Wuhan, they developed a little. Uh, I thought you said. I thought said. Have you seen the Wu well, handshake? <laughs> I thought it was like a Wu Tang handshake. I was like, how have I not seen this? That's Let's do that again. Yeah, that's that's probably pretty um, for the for the benefit of listeners. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm doing the the winged. Yeah, Tim hand. is doing the, the Wu Tang mm-hmm. sign with his hands, which is, mm. um, you know, always amazingly similar to the Wackaday salute, <laughs> wasn't it? Pretty much identical, to be honest. Um, some pause or hesitate. Well, don't try and hit Method Man with a big soft uh, hammer. Okay. It's not going to go well. <laughs> Although I did ha- once have a game of uh, Mallet's Mallet with Charlie Tuna. <laughs> yeah. There you in, go. In the Black Sheep skate shop in Manchester, he was a obviously he was a he was a good soul about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all right. Um, when you wipe the fool, yeah. I don't think he really understood what was going on. Like, we're like, hey, do you want to play this version of this British Niche. kids thing? <laughs> He's- Kids TV. He's like, what am I going to do? Because it was, you know, the word association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Like, he was just hesitating too much. But then the host who was who was controlling it didn't really want to twat him with a mallet. So he was like, oh, there you go. There's a really soft tap. Um, but there you go. The anecdotes. <laughs> anecdotes for the stars. Wow. Ben's dances with the stars. Yeah, yeah that's huge. a big one. Um, fucking. Oh yeah. So you got the Wuhan shape, which is. You do the little tap with your foot, with one foot, and then another. Apparently, in Iran, they've started doing one where you just like bump ass cheeks. Wow. Um, I mean, to be honest, I'm all right with just saying hello. Yeah, that's like, fine. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I've survived that long enough. What are you the sort of person that just freezes up and panics <laughs> as soon as someone extends their hand? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll happily go through that motion of, but considering the age we're living in now is well, it's kind of weird like, if you think about like obviously that didn't start in the last 50 years surely shaking a hand surely that's always been there mm. so it must have people must have just been passing around germs when you know it's going to be really serious and there wasn't any uh, uh, anti um, fucking bacteria drugs and that. Mm. what they call antibiotics and yeah. stuff um, but so I mean I Hip hop's pretty good with a little fist bump, you know, the spuds. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely. That is, um, that's not bad going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Of course, you got the uh, you got the shoulder. No, you got the little um, elbow, elbow rather. Yeah, 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 to the elbow. Um, yeah. Shoulder barge, that might be a bit too much. Just a bit intimidating. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just the little elbow touch. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. You're supposed to you're supposed to sneeze into your elbow, aren't you? And, um, yeah, I never really understood that. Because I mean, I'm, I'm more likely to wash that than I am that. I guess so, but you're just not going to waft it around and touch surfaces with it, are you? So you can have your your sticky bacteria pocket. <laughs> hey, I'm wafting my elbow around with your, with your gentleman's, areas. gentleman's relish nestling in the crevice of your arm. Um, sound, like a, sound like a little dicky bar. Gentleman's <laughs> relish resting in the crevice of your arm. Apparently gentleman's relish is the um, is the uh, is the name for the, the stuff in between your uh, like, uh, no, where, I, your, uh, where your pelvis is and, and your leg, you know that. All oh, right, okay. That, Glad you went with that. Little patch, but yeah, that's what that is. Um, it's also an actual relish, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, right. so, so the um, a sardine yeah. paste or something, yeah, or anchovy or something. I always thought it was the weirdest name for any sort of food stuff. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It just sounds horrendous, and it? it just sounds like a really old school Leslie Phillips euphemism for. Oh, gentleman's relish. That's Spread it too thick. <laughs> I say, made from. <laughs> it must have been another bloody. We always talk about this, but it must have been an empire thing. I just imagine. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It's being a thing in. Uh, you know. In, uh... If you only relish, as a gentleman, or. Oh, no, <laughs> that foreign muck. <laughs> Give me a tin of gentleman's relish. Mm. Lovely. I say. Yeah, there you go. To have crackers. Importing sardine paste to India for the uh, the leaders. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and on that note. And on that that crushing note there. Um, well, I hope the listeners have enjoyed us wobbling on on this Tuesday night. Or at I suppose enjoyed. What we um so I'm going to put this out um tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. Uh, but um, I suppose. We don't have too much regularity with our podcast because we're busy guys. What can we say? But I think if we, we if we loosely say it's going to be about once a fortnight, maybe it'll be once a week every now and then. But um, if we if we drop out for a week, don't panic. We're still doing this. We're um, you know we we have got plans, baby. We do. We do more more structure. Maybe even some guests. Wow, imagine that. Yeah, so that could be happening soon. But basically what I'm trying to say is if we disappear for a week, don't worry. We're coming back. And we'll try and get it a bit more regular. We're just trying to get our lives together. You know, it's a crazy world out there. It Everything's is. unpredictable. It is. And we're just trying to reflect that. Can I also just say that we have got an email address for this podcast. I know I set it up ages ago and it's not really meant much. But there is an email address if you want to get in contact with us for whatever reason to you know praise us. Admonish yeah. us, critique us. Give us some know. ideas. You yeah. know, what do we want to talk about? Have you got any information you want to share with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Shout anything. outs, anything. Come on. Are you going uh, to debunk some of the facts that we're firing <laughs> yeah, yeah, out yeah. here? Yeah, really we nearly. might be. Yeah, we might be completely off, off track. Maybe you think that documentary about He Man is good. Yeah, maybe you made it. Were you involved with the making? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that that email address is slimtaxpod at gmail.com Slimtaxpod, all one word, at gmail.com. Right. Uh, it's ready and waiting for Lovely. your correspondence. We would love to hear from you. And on that note, thank you very much, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Ben. I'm yeah, just giving him a in... Wuhan shake right yeah. here that <laughs> yeah. the listeners can't see. Good luck in the, uh, in the Alps. Yes, thank you very much. And hopefully, I'll see Get you some, very soon. Some fondue, Daniel. Peace.
Peace. Peace. <laughs>